We pray with a pure heart and not a prideful heart. What are your motives? Why are you praying the way you pray? What's the purpose of your prayer? We pray with power, not to perform. We pray to be heard and not seen. But most importantly, we pray to be in His presence. If all you do is pray, pray to be in His presence. And why do we pray? We pray because He responds. We pray because we believe. We pray to be a powerful, faith-filled church and not a dying church. As I remember, Pastor, I did a sermon on Church Ephesus and how they became and how they started and how they were this amazing, strong, powerful-filled church. And then all of a sudden, they died. No one ever heard of them. And why was that? Because they stopped praying. When we were in the Southern Baptist Convention, the president himself said, the dangerous, most important thing that has happened in not just the Baptist church, but all churches, is that they became a prayerless church and a dying church. And over the course of my series, that's not what we're going to be. We're not a dying church. We are a praying church. But not only are we a praying church, we are called to be a fasting church. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, and their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. 17. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So what is fasting? Anybody ever fast before? Fasting is a discipline that Jesus expects his followers to do. To voluntarily reduce or eliminate your intake of food for a specific time and purpose. Fasting is the action and faith of our prayer. So that's how fasting ties into your prayer. Because fasting is the works of your faith. What good is faith without works? The scripture says, faith without works is dead. So we fast to show our prayer. Who should fast? And when should we fast? A lot of times we don't know. Am I supposed to fast? Am I old enough to fast? Am I healthy enough to fast? When should I fast? Should I fast today? Should I fast tomorrow? Next year? Next month? I had to fast this morning. That breakfast looked good. I hope so. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I had to fast this morning. Anyone should fast. Everyone should fast. At any time. Fasting is for a specific time and purpose. Sometimes God calls us to do it today, tomorrow. I believe that God is calling this church to start fasting in the month of February. And it just so happened that 
as I was preparing my sermon, God said, no, preach on fasting. And so when I talked to pastor, he said, hey, oddly enough, we're going to start a fast in February. Perfect. So if you didn't know, now you do. In February, well, now, when pastor gets back, we can start now. You can start individually. But when pastor comes back, we're going to do a corporate fast, a church fast. And so anyone and everyone should fast. And so the scripture says, when you fast. So it's a requirement, right? Are you a disciplined, faith-filled disciple who is fasting? If the scripture requires his disciples to fast, then that's all of us. All of God's people. If you're a believer, if you call yourself a Christian, you are called to fast. But a disciplined, a faithful disciple must fast. I hope your answer is yes. I'm fasting. I'm a disciple. And I'm disciplined. Because that should be all of us. At some point, that wasn't me. At some point, I didn't want to fast. God said, nope, you're going to fast. In the middle of wrestling season, I had to fast. That was horrible. But if you're a faithful disciple, then there should be no problem. So why should I fast? Why should you fast? Why should the church fast? I don't have the same problems that that person does. Our church doesn't struggle the way that church struggles. Our town isn't filled with depression and suicide like other towns are. My life is good. Real good. It's a Nacho Libre quote, if you didn't catch that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, shame on you. We fast because sometimes as Christians, as believers, we just need to starve ourselves. We starve ourselves in the physical so that we can be filled in the spiritual. There's a saying that I love so much because it's so true. Us humans, us Christians, us dirty, filthy sinners, we are FOC. You know what that is? Full of caca. A lot of us are just filled with crap. Plain and simple. No sugar coating it. Straight up truth. We're filled with crap. Every single one of us. And so just like as we detox our body in the physical, we need to detox our body in the spiritual. And fasting is just one way to do that. Because when you starve your flesh, there's something about when you just starve your desires, you starve your wants, you starve what you crave, and you rely on purely on God and His Word and in worship, it does something to you. It fills you with something that you've never tasted, you've never experienced. So there's purpose in fasting. 
What's the purpose? Why should the church fast? Why should I fast? Why should my family fast? One, we draw near to God. You're starving your flesh to have something more spiritual. You're drawing near to God. You're hearing God's direction. When we're fasting, it's quiet. We're blocking out all of the distract. We're blocking out all the noise. We're blocking out all the lies. We're blocking out all the hate and the gossip. And we're looking for clarity. We're looking for understanding. And we're able to hear God's direction. We follow God's will. It's a requirement. You build spiritual strength. It's like Daniel fast. Not many of us do Daniel fast anymore. But he built spiritual strength. We build spiritual strength. Because when we fast, we rely on nothing but God. He's the only substance, the only thing that we take in our bodies, in our hearts. We need, we, we need fuel to survive. You need nourishment. You need protein. You need vitamins. Our body needs that to function. But what about our spiritual life? What about our hearts? What about our Christian walk? What kind of food does that need? It cultivates humility. It makes us humble. I don't know if you knew that, but when you're starving half to death, there's something about giving up what you desire. It makes you humble because you do things that you normally don't want to do. You do things that you don't want to do, but we do it because we have to, and we do it because we need to. My favorite one, oh, I'm sure this is everyone's, it exposes your sinful condition. When you're fasting, when you get hangry, Here's a sneakers bar. You're not you when you're hungry. Fasting exposes who you really are. What's in your heart? What your motives really are? Are you disciplined? Are you faithful? Are you committed? Are you just doing it for show? Are you fasting because everyone else is? There's purpose in fasting. And when we do fast, we see results. No, it's not about losing weight. Not those kind of results. Although it does help. <clears throat> if we're a faithful disciple who is fasting like we're supposed to, if we're a church who is fasting like we are supposed to, you are choosing to obey. That's Scripture. Scripture says that when you fast, verse 16 when you fast, not if, but when you fast. It's a requirement, not a suggestion. You're obeying. I can be real honest and blunt. What is it about our culture when it comes to obedience, when it comes to accountability, commitment, and authority? What is it about our culture that when we hear those things, when we hear those words, we run or we resist or we act out? What is so hard about being accountable, about being committed and submitting to authority? If the scripture says it, we should be able to do it. If our pastor says it, we should be able to follow. What is it about our culture that we just like to do the bare minimum. If I can be honest, a lot of us here, we do the bare minimum. I've been guilty of it. 
I've seen others. I've heard we like to do the bare minimum because we don't like being held accountable. We don't like being committed. We don't like authority. But there's something about when you decide to submit and to obey. When we decide as a church, let's pray and let's fast. Fasting is voluntary. It is. But that doesn't mean God doesn't want us to. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't. It doesn't mean that we have to do the bare minimum. Because when we walk in through those doors, when we walk out of our homes, when we walk into our families, like we should want to give everything that we have. We should want to be everything of who we are. And we don't. And we're not. I think a lot of us are guilty of that. Amen? When you're fast, you're acting. Fasting is the action of your prayers. Sometimes words, they're just words. They mean nothing. There's something about words that words only mean something when you hurt somebody. Words only mean something. They only matter when they're negative. You can be nice to someone all you want. You can say all the nice things. But when your actions don't match what you're saying, it means nothing. So when we pray, and we're really, really praying, and we're asking, and we're begging, and we're pleading, and we're declaring, God, do this. Show me this. Okay. But you show me. How bad do you want it? Because you can speak all you want. You can cry all you want, but sometimes God just wants us to show him. God, I want this so bad. God, we're praying for this miracle. God, we want revival. So let us show you how bad we want this. Let us show you how bad we need it. Let me give up everything that I love stuffing down my throat for one day, for one week, for one month, because I'm committed to you. Because I love you. Because I want to be your faithful disciple. I'm tired of doing the bare minimum. I've done the bare minimum. And it got nowhere. Fasting is the action of your prayers. When you fast, we're challenged. Who likes a challenge? Nobody? Don't ever give me a challenge. Because I'm going to kill myself trying to accomplish it. I love challenges. Challenges make you who you are. They mold you and they shape you. But when we fast, we're not just challenged physically. We're challenged mentally and spiritually. Temptation. Temptation is real. Temptation that comes when you fast. If we are not disciplined, we fall to destruction. You know, Brother, Jer Brother Jay shared last week about Jesus in the wilderness. And when Satan came to resist, to tempt him why did he come to tempt him because jesus was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights all alone in the desert with no food no nothing he was fasting for us he was doing that for us there's something about when we're challenged it makes us feel a certain type of way and we don't like to be challenged we don't like to be challenged we like doing challenges we like winning. We like accomplishing certain tasks. 
But when we are challenged, we don't like it. It makes us feel this type of way. I was putting the kids' uh, laptop together on Wednesday night, and evidently, coincidentally, they did a similar topic about Jesus being tempted in the wilderness when he was fasting. And it talked about how Jesus felt. It talks about how when we feel. We feel a certain type of way when we're challenged. How do you think Jesus felt when he was alone in the desert for 40 days with no food? Have we thought about that? How do you think he felt when Satan came to tempt him and mock him and tease him? In the middle of that challenge, in the middle of that temptation, Jesus could have gave up. He could have said, you know what, the heck with this. I don't need this. I don't need to be this. I don't need to be challenged. I don't need to be tempted. I don't need to fast for them. But he did it. He was rooted in the word. He was rooted in his father. He was rooted in prayer, in his presence. He knew the power of prayer. He knew the power of the word. And he overcame a lot of times we do things because of how we feel. I don't feel like fasting. I don't feel like praying. I see a piece of paper right here. I can pick up, throw it away. Oh, there's another. There's a water bottle right there. It's too far. I don't feel like walking that far. I feel like just doing the bare minimum today. Just because everyone else is doing it. They're not doing it. Why should I? I wonder if Jesus felt that way. They're not doing it. Why should I? But Jesus is not called to be like everyone else. We are not called to be like everyone else. We're called to be like Him. We're called to walk like Him, act like Him, speak like Him, and live like Him. So why don't we? And it's not too late, it's not too late to change that. So number one, when we fast, verse 16, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Why do they disfigure their faces? The hypocrites, they fast for totally different reasons than why Christians fast. They, they mess up their faces, they make themselves look ugly to discourage the ones who truly do want to fast and be like Jesus. If they can make it look horrible, if they can make it look bad, if they can make it look ugly, then we're not going to want to do it. That's perfect advertisement. But guess what? The hypocrites don't fast the, re the way we fast. Hypocrites fast. This is for the younger generation right here because y'all like to use slang. Hypocrites, they pout for clout. If you don't know what that means, it means for attention. So these hypocrites, they're fasting for attention. They're fasting for the wrong reasons. They're trying to make themselves look ugly for attention. They're trying to scare us. Because they know the power of fasting. They know what happens when you fast. But we are to be influences. We are to influence, not be influenced. And so when we fast, we fast to be glorified and sanctified, not horrified. These hypocrites like to horrify people. 
with manipulating their bodies, making themselves look depressed and sad all the time. Why is it that as Christians, when we fast, we want to walk around being sad? I prayed for this. I prayed for that. That's not, you didn't really pray. Because if you really prayed, you would be happy and not sad. When you pray, you leave, you finish that prayer being joyful, being excited, being pumped up, being motivated. When the church really fasts, we don't fast and we're tired and we're weak. We're not starving. We're not lazy. Because although we're starving in the physical, oh, we're getting filled with something so much better. Something so much greater. We're in that presence that only happens when you fast. Let us be a church that is blessed and not a church that looks depressed. Because there's so many times when a church is going through struggles, they're going through problems, they're going through challenges, they're falling apart, their congregation is giving up, their pastor is burnt out, their leaders are not showing up, they're doing the bare minimum. The worship team is slacking because they're not praying and because they're not fasting and they're not being faithful disciples. But that's not us, right? No. And if it is, we can easily fix that. When you fast, we must be prepared and intentional. <clears throat> Verse 17. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Why, do, why does the scripture say to anoint our heads and to wash our face? Because we need to be covered. When you're praying and when you're fasting, when you're going to war, when you're going into battle, you don't go unprepared. You don't go untrained. You don't go equipped, unequipped. You go in ready. So when we fast, when we pray, we need to be covered. When you anoint your head, when we anoint ourselves, we're protected. We're not easily tempted. We don't fail when we're challenged. When we fast, we are clean. We're cleansed. It says, wash your face. Why do we wash our face when we haven't eaten in 20 days or when we're going through some spiritual struggles? There's something about looking confident, about looking strong, about looking like you're invincible when the inside you're going through war. There's something about showing others 
Yes, I am in pain. Yes, I'm hurting. Yes, we're going through this. Yes, we're going through that. But I am not giving up. I am not going to quit. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop coming to church. I'm not going to stop being faithful. I'm going to wash my face and pick myself up. How many of us have trouble picking ourselves up? How many of us have trouble looking presentable? We're all guilty of it. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'll pick you up. I'll wash your face. I should have brought water balloons. <laughs> let's be a church who fasts. Let's be covered and let's be cleansed. Two, when we fast, we surrender and not suffer. We are surrendering church, not a suffering church. When Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, you think he was doing it to suffer? You think he was doing it to torture himself? No. He was doing it to surrender his life to his Father. He knew his calling. He knew what was going to happen. And he still decided to surrender. The hypocrites, they fast to suffer. They enjoy watching you look at their pain, at their misery, at their misery at their failures because if Satan can convince us that this is what it looks like then we don't want to do it and that we won't do it and so that's why this church should be an example when we fast we are surrendering our hearts our needs our desires to God. Let's ask ourselves, what is there some is there something in my life that I need to surrender to you? What do I need to fast about? What do I need to fast for? I need to fast for my family. I need to fast for my marriage. I need to fast for my job. I need to fast for my children. I need to fast for my church. Oh, how about this one? Our pastors in Nigeria. With a whole bunch of terrorists. With a whole bunch of chaos. How about we fast for our pastor? Who's covering him? Who's covering your spouse? Who's covering your neighbor? When we fast, what do we need to surrender? I need to surrender my life, my wants, my needs. Because I know what he has is greater than what I want. But are we all willing to make that sacrifice and surrender? Because we think we're going to suffer? Might look like it, but we're not. 
You're not going to suffer. Because the hypocrites, they have their reward. We know what they get. But what do we get? Do you want to find out what you get? That was rhetorical. Don't ask me because I don't know. That's between you and God. Fasting is not for show. But it's a call for the supernatural. Do you have any idea what happens when two people in prayer group fast and pray? Have you heard about what's happened? Have you seen what's happened? Now what happens when the church, when five people, when the core team, when the men's, women's, and youth equipped classes, when they all fast, when they all pray, not for show, but to call down God's presence and witness the supernatural, to witness revival, to experience healing, to see deliverance, and to see lives changed. Number three, when we fast, we fast to advance and not advertise. Verse 18, your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you're fast, when you're fasting, we are not to brag about it. We are not to be like the hypocrites and be like, look at me, I'm starving. I'm fasting for this, I'm fasting for that. Scripture says to be in secret. That doesn't mean that you're doing it alone, though. It doesn't mean you're doing it to hide from everybody. It's talking about where's your heart at? When we're fasting, when we're praying, where is your heart? Again, where are your motives? What is your motive for fasting? It says to do it in secret because we need to be careful. When we fast, that is... We're going to war. We're being a church who is ready to see some stuff. And if we're not careful, we open the door and we allow Satan to attack. And so what does it mean when it says not to be seen in secret by others? Not to be seen by others in secret. When you fast and you're advertising for the wrong reasons, when we fast, we have people that pray over us, that are praying for you, that are praying with you. And this is why scripture tells us to be careful, because right here, ready for this? Not only do we have people that pray over us, but we have people who pray on you. P-R-E-Y. Predators. Believe it or not, there's people in here who don't want to see you win. Who don't want to see you advance. Because when we fast, we're advancing. We advance to what God has for us. We advance to that next spiritual step, getting closer to God. I'm growing. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting my life together. I'm overcoming. 
I'm resisting temptation. But be careful because you have people praying on you. They don't want to see you win. They don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see this church grow. They don't want us to experience Jesus. They don't want to see the lives of our youth transformed and changed. Because they like being stuck. They like being where they're at. So when we fast and when we pray, let's be aware of who is praying for us and who is praying on us. A praying church is not a dying church. That was my first sermon. A fasting church is a lasting church. When we pray and when we fast, we are the church. The worship team comes. Let's ask ourselves, what have I been praying for? What have I been asking God for? What breakthrough do I need? What changes do I need to see in my family? Do I want from my family? Do I want from my spouse? Do I want from my parents? Do I want from my kids? Do I want from my home? What prayers are we asking for our church, for our town? And let's ask ourselves, are we willing to put those prayers into action? Because sometimes God just don't want us to tell him, but he wants us to show him. Show him that you mean it. Show him that you want it. I am tired of doing the bare minimum. I am tired of seeing the bare minimum. When can we be a people? When can we be a church? This starts doing the maximum. And if we're not, if we haven't been, this season, this year, is the year to start that.